my name is Christina, and thank you for checking in to the Home for Raven OCs. This is a podcast where a friend and I talk about our original characters, the good, the bad, and the self-inserts. And today, our guest is Mac. Back again. How you doing today? Oh, I'm doing pretty well today. I woke up not too long ago with a snuggly cat, and life's been good. Ugh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> I miss having a cat. <laughs> I'm getting a new one, sort of, on Tuesday. How do you sort of get a cat? <laughs> Well, a, a friend found him out. Um, he was basically hanging out on her porch and kind of meowing and trying to get into uh, oh, into their house. Is, and is this the black and white one? Yes, that's Hubert. Hubert. Oh, what a good boy. So he's at least staying with me while he recovers from like his neutering and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. while people visit him and see if they want him. But I'm probably, I, I know myself, I might get attached. <laughs> I, I do not blame you. I am very jealous of everyone who has cats right now because my roommate is allergic to cats and it's like you have you have your two babies and Annie has her two babies and like one of my friends just got a cat and I'm like I miss cats. Oh, <laughs> I love them. Yeah. I like just, dogs too, but dogs always take so much more energy that I don't have. Yeah. Whereas cats wants to, want, like, passive snuggling most of the time. That I can deal with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And plus, you don't have to worry about taking a cat outside to go to the bathroom. Nope. Anyway, we're not here today to talk about cats, <laughs> unless we are. Are we? Ah. <laughs> Saliana did not have a cat. Okay. So who are we talking about today? We're talking about my, uh, my... She wasn't actually my first Pern character, but she was my favorite for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saliana, writer of Green Gwyneth, my dragon writer. The legendary Saliana. Talked about several times in other podcasts, but never in explicit mm-hmm. detail. Yes, well, hopefully not too explicit. This podcast is PG-13 <laughs> oh, or lower. Yeah. <laughs> no, not, not, she never really got that explicit in that way, so. That is good to hear. So where do you want to start, Mac? Ah, where to start? I know that you have a long history with Celiana, so I have a couple of jumping jumping off points to suggest if you want, or feel free to just take it wherever. Yeah, go for it. Um, What I've been doing is, if someone has a character with a lot of history like Celiana, I tend to ask if you would rather start with the character's fictional biography or the or like their actual history of creation so like what inspired them what kind of got you started on making them and what like maybe iterations they've gone through sure uh let's let's start with actually her creation um yeah go for it what happened is originally when i started reading all the uh, all the pern books i i started looking up like information online just so i could find um see if there were like any fan sites for it Mm-hmm. And I eventually stumbled upon a play-by-email group um, called a Weirhold. Uh, but the first one I stumbled upon was really, really big. And it kind of terrified me with, like, its breadth. So I kept searching until I found, like, a smaller one that was only, like, ten people. And you yeah. had to uh, you had to apply to join. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah. But the application was, was basically like, do you promise to be friendly with everyone? And I was like, yes, of course, I promise to be friendly with everyone. <laughs> uh, so I joined. And my first character was named Jasprita, and she was a master harper who's, like, basically a bard uh, mm-hmm. for Dragon Riders of Pern. And um, I played her for a little while, but I wanted to play someone who is, like, because I, I was, like, 13 at the time. I wanted to play someone more my age. Yeah. Um, and 
so I started thinking that some of my favorite books were the Master Harper trilogy uh, starring Melanie, who's like this young girl who's at a Seacraft hold and she wants to be mm-hmm. a Harper and her family doesn't want to let her. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, I really like the idea of a Seacraft hold. Uh, and so that's where Sally Anna started getting developed. Okay. For for people who are not um, at least tangentially aware of the Pern series of <laughs> right. novels, um, in, in Dragon Riders of Pern, it's mostly fantasy, but a little bit sci-fi, and there's genetically engineered dragons. Holds are like cities or towns or like kingdoms. Yeah. Um, and then and... weirs are like cities where dragon riders live. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like, that's very specific. And Seacraft is like, a Seacraft hold would be on the ocean, basically. And mm-hmm. people will go out fishing uh, and just basically hunting for food on the ocean. That's what a sea crafter is. They, uh, okay. They're good with boats. They're good with fishing nets, stuff like that. Gotcha. Okay. I'm glad that we established this because <laughs> Pern has a lot of very specific vocabulary. And as, as someone who was only vaguely aware of them before the I Will Fight You episode on Dragon Riders of Pern, <laughs> it took me a bit to catch up. <laughs> As I said, uh, Melanie was from a Seacraft hold, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna design her to be similar to that because I like mm-hmm. the idea of being by the ocean because I lived in a landlocked state. Yeah, same. Um, and so I decided uh, that I guess, I guess, kind of, <laughs> kind of dealing with gender issues long before I realized what that those were. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided that Saliana was descended from a long line of uh, everybody in the family only has boys. Okay. And so her family, uh, her her parents had a couple boy older brothers, and then finally they had Sally Ann, and she was the firstborn in generations, and her family doted upon her and wanted her to be the most ladylike thing in the world, and she hated it. She did not want this, uh, <laughs> and so her history. This now we're getting into her actual history as I designed it. Yeah, go for it. She her history was her family kept wanting her to be more uh be more girly and and be more mm-hmm. ladylike and ha- keep mm-hmm. your hair long and we're gonna fashion mm-hmm. design it for you and it's gonna be lovely. Oh, no. Let's talk about designing your wedding. And Sallyanna hated it, uh, so she chopped off all of her hair, uh, and ran away. Yeah, and uh, she changed her name so no one would ever guess it was her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and changed her name to Sal. Very creative. okay, okay, and um. She said her name was Sal to everyone who asked. Uh, she went to another Seacraft hold and worked as a Seacrafter there because she knew how to work it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, eventually she was searched by a dragon, which basically, for those who don't know Pern, uh, dragon riders are always looking for more dragon riders. And what they do is they'll send out a dragon rider out with uh, with his dragon. And the dragon will be like, I like this one. This one seems like they'd make a good match because they can kind of detect psychic abilities that people have. Yeah, sure. It's explained in the books, okay? Uh, Yeah. And so they detected that Saliana was able to have some psychic abilities. They took her- That she had the potential. That that she had the potential. While she was, you know, pretending to be Sal, they searched her and took her back to their weir, which I can't remember which one it was now. Um, And she impressed her green dragon, Gwyneth. Yes. Unknown to her- uh, across the way, her cousin, her Kimmelin, was also getting had also gotten searched and was also impressing a dragon. Huh. Uh, and I also played him, uh, Kimmel, and 
he had noticed her across the way and was like, wow, that really looks like my little cousin, Sallyanna. And uh, after they impressed, they were, of course, focused on their dragon, so he couldn't talk about it. And then um, he, he caught her, basically. And there was all this drama. And this was all in the backstory. <laughs> and uh, and so they, they fell into working at this weir together until uh, Sallyanna basically realized that she could escape because she knew how to go in between now. Which also another thing dragons can do is they can teleport. Yes, yeah, they can they can teleport in burn. <laughs> yeah, for some reason they kind of like they pretty much just picture where they want to go and then fly real good and then they end up in the other place after like three seconds or something. Yeah, and you get tra- you get teleported to this place called Between, which is ice cold. You can't feel anything in there, and a lot of dragon riders and dragons die in between. Yay! Um, yay! <laughs> uh, but Saliana realized that no one could ever track her if she went between. <laughs> So she went between and uh, went to another hold where she was like, yeah, I was transferred and then um, and changed her name again. This time to Lester, I think. Okay, so she's still um, so she was still presenting as male. Yeah, still presenting as male. Okay, and and using he him pronouns at the time and then went in there. And it wasn't until then that she started kind of um, and I know I'm using like she her pronouns because eventually at the end, uh, she fell in love with someone there, mm-hmm. and there was a bunch of chaos. And this was actually in game now, so this was stuff we worked out <laughs> among our group, uh, and we played back and forth. Uh, yeah, she fell in love, started feeling like more comfortable with who she wanted to be, and um, there was some chaos where I had Hakimel show up again because he yeah. tracked her down, and yeah. there was some. There's a lot of drama. And eventually uh, it all resolved with her feeling more comfortable with who she was and embracing being Sallyanna, the chaos engine. She was a chaos engine. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, Mac, do you have any characters who are not in some capability chaos engines? I have. No, not really. I have one or two, (laughs) but that's one or two out of like 200. Yeah. That's why I said in some capacity. Yeah. But yeah, that was Saliana's uh, fabled backstory. Uh, and there's like a lot of other drama that I just completely skipped because it wasn't important to the whole arc. Okay. Okay. That is curious. If you want to touch on it, we can. <laughs> we probably will. Don't worry. Also, like, kudos to you for that, like, extremely condensed backstory. I appreciate it. That's like a... <laughs> That was like a nutrient shake of backstory. <laughs> so I guess from there, um, would you would you like to talk about maybe like the the experience of playing Saliana? Yeah, like um, how how like how you developed her character through the through the play by post emails and stuff. So the group was it was basically a bunch of other uh, a, a bunch of other teens, uh, mostly girls. Um, or at least people who identified as female, mm-hmm. um, who were like, so it was, it was a very, it was, it was just very friendly and very welcoming. And what we do is we kind of talk about things. And I, I remember mostly Sunrose and Kenya, cause I played a lot with those two. Um, hi, Sunrose mm-hmm. and Kenya. If you ever happen to listen, I know Sunrose is currently married in Canada, so you're probably not <laughs> listening. You've got like four kids. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I, I remember explicitly, like, we'd, we'd sit down and we'd kind of discuss our characters. And, like, your whole character's backstory would be displayed on the website along with, like, their appearance and stuff. You just made a webpage for it. 
Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, Sunrose fell in love with Hakimel, the cousin. And she yeah. was like, I know at some point we need him to come back and, and discover Sal. And I was like, that's that's facts. I mean, we're, we're going straight to that. And mm-hmm. Kenya was like, I like the idea of my blue dragon rider uh, falling for falling for her and uh how about we work on that and we and so we just we kind of discussed like what plots we wanted to drop and there was like this one point where sunrose was like because sal bryce hakimel um bryce was kenya's blue rider that fell in love with sal uh okay saliana bryce hakimel so my my bronze rider boy um and then there was arian who was uh, another of Kenya's guys, and then Carlia was Sunrose's gold rider. Uh, they became close friends, and yeah. there was a time where I can't remember how this started, but Sunrose was like, "We need to use a time travel plot." Because oh no, that was a thing. That's that's a thing in the whole Dragonflight quart- uh, quartet. Uh, mm-hmm. For those who don't know, which is where Lessa, the main heroine of of that arc basically who becomes a gold uh, gold rider learns that you can travel through time if you picture a location at a specific time or date that it would if you can figure out like the star the star alignment mm-hmm. so sunrose was like we need to f- do a travel through time plot but the kids don't know that they can travel through time and they're all dumb teens at this point all five of them um, yeah of course <laughs> so they're basically training in a junior junior werewing and they imagine they imagine the island they're on, but at a different time without realizing it. And Carlia, uh, who is the gold dragon rider, sends this out. And so they all get transported back to time, don't realize that this happened, don't know where they are, realize that they can't teleport because those who try just go between and never come back. Yeah. Uh, and they're stuck on this island without food. <laughs> oh, no. It's like they have dragons. They could fly around, but they don't think of that. Yeah, because they're teens. Yeah, because they're stupid teens. And so there was this friggin', um, it was like this survival session we had where they were all out there struggling to find food, struggling to do anything, struggling to find shelter. There was a bunch of infighting uh, and a huge amount of drama. Oh, no. Survivor, we're island. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember I had Hakimel at one point, um... I can't remember even what was happening. It was like Arian was away hunting and he was like lovers with Carlia. And a, a guy like attacked Carlia because he was saying that she was hoarding the resources because she was a gold gold dragon rider. Mm-hmm. And Hakimel took like a stick to his head and beat him down. Oh no. And I remember writing that in extreme detail. <laughs> and I remember almost nothing about what Saliana did. No, I remember she like kept people entertained and distracted so they the morale would stay up. I remember Which that. Which is very important. Yeah. Oh, we for for people who are not familiar with Pern, there is a color hierarchy for the yes, dragons. <laughs> there is. Uh so gold dragons are uh, are like the highest of the hierarchy. They're the they're the queen riders. Um they mm-hmm. are the only ones that can lay eggs, so they're really needed in society. Also, um, uh, transphobia and homophobia and all that alert. Um, there's also a lot of, like, focus on who can ride what and what Mm -hmm. their orientation is, depending on what they're riding. So, like, it was generally considered that gold riders were women who could, uh, who only liked guys. And Mm -hmm. bronze riders were men who only liked girls. Brown riders were men who 
were bisexual or pansexual, whatever. Blue riders were generally considered, blue, blue riders were almost always male, who uh, were generally, uh, who were generally homosexual. And then uh, it was green riders were also generally male, uh, who were homosexual. But then that changed over time because Anne McCaffrey yeah. started getting a little better, even if she was wrong most of the time. Yeah. Um, watch our Yuffie episode. I will fight you on uh, Dragon Riders of Pern to learn more all about that nonsense. Is It's the kind of thing that is so prevalent in fiction yeah. where a lot of the times the the writer's universe or rules are, yeah. ex- are on the stricter side and in this case on the more uh, socially, uh, gender-wise, etc., yeah. conservative. Yeah. But through, and- but the fandom just kind of uh, does whatever does whatever they want <laughs> yeah. to a certain extent. Uh, to a certain extent, Anne McCaffrey would actually sue you if you broke her rules. Yeah, uh, she was one but, of those. <laughs> but um, by the time I came around, a lot of the more strict rules were gone. Like uh, she changed so that women could also ride greens, and she'd even written that in the book, so it was canon now. And mm-hmm. um, about three or four months into when I was started playing, blue blue riders could also be women. Okay, good. And I don't remember any of the sexuality stuff changing much. Mm-hmm. Um, but we kind of played loosey-goosey with that anyway. Because, yeah. like, Carlia was a gold rider, and so they're only supposed to be straight, but she was bi. And, yeah. um, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Fandom will adapt to rules yeah. that don't make sense in the canon. Yeah, exactly. And, like, Sal was also bi. And... Mm-hmm exploring as noted gender um so yeah we were stuck on an island i don't remember how we resolved that plot i don't remember (laughs) if we ever actually technically did resolve that plot or if it just became our new weir uh because we were looking for a reset so maybe that was the reset (laughs) (laughs) and we just started a new weir on this island in the past where we'd also be in the future yeah, I mean, just because you're in the past doesn't mean the timeline stops moving, as I moving feel forward. maybe the rule exactly. about it. If you want to hear more about time travel shenanigans, I'm sure you could probably, I don't know, go watch Power Rangers or something. <laughs> yes, exactly. It'll probably be handled with more subtlety than Dragon Riders of Pern did it. <laughs> it will be handled with a lot more subtlety than Dragon Riders did it. or yeah. Or even... 13-year-old Mac did it as at a Dragonwriter's Weirhold online. Yeah. So, what are some of the ways, then, in which you, your playing and creation of Saliana was affected by, or Saliana, excuse me, was kind of affected or changed or influenced by the people that you were playing with uh, in the RP? So, uh, one of my favorite things um, was actually... Like I said, Kenya and uh, Sunrose had a big kind of thing in there. So Saliana was always kind of lazy. Whenever I started playing her, she was very touchy-feely about people getting close to her. Or not touchy-feely, uh, sensitive about people getting close to her. She didn't want it because she was worried people would report her to like her, her cousin. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people would struggle to get to know her and um, and talk to her. And uh, Sunrose was like, I really like the idea of maybe having... Um, Carlia at some point, uh, Carlia can, uh, Carlia had Hear All Dragons, uh, which is a, ah, uh, yes. Yes. 
so Lessa in the Dragonflight series, the main character I referenced <laughs> earlier, uh, can talk to every single dragon, which is mm-hmm. a very special gift. Very few can have it. Yeah. Uh, Car- usually in usually in Pern, people can only communicate with animals who they are directly bonded to. Yeah. So, like, Saliana had Gwyneth, and then she had her Flit, uh, which is, like, a fire lizard, which is a tiny dragon that can sit on your shoulder. And yes. she could only talk to Good. those. Um, but Carlia had uh, her, car- her, her gold dragon, but she could also talk to any other dragon or any Flit. Mm-hmm. Um, and she explicitly uh, wanted to have a scene where she was like, I kind of want her to just kind of get to know Gwyneth, and Gwyneth, uh, Gwyneth, uh, and like Saliana was using he him pronouns mm-hmm. and um, she was like, and maybe Gwyneth kind of stumbles into calling Saliana uh, her on accident. And it's, it's a misgendering mm-hmm. and, and Carlia calls her on it and then realizes why Saliana probably doesn't want people to approach her about stuff. And it's like, you know, that's okay. It's okay to change. It's okay to transition. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, yeah, that sounds great. And that's honestly a really good way to bring her about it gently. It's okay to talk about this sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and so we had that scene. And it was, uh, I played I played Gwyneth. Uh, Carlia played herself. And we mm-hmm. had them talking about it. And then she's like, oh, okay. And so she then we set up a second scene, which was Carlia seeking out Saliana, who I think at the time was like, um, I probably had her in the infirmary uh, because she, I think she, I, I, she was also klutz because- as yes. any OC should be. She was klutzy. Of course. Um, she was a klutz and she badly injured herself during uh, during a, a thread fall and had gotten like scored or something. I can't remember. Um, mm-hmm. But Carlia searched her out and they went on a, a on a quiet walk and Carlia basically had this, you know, it's okay to be who you want to be. Um, <laughs> and th- they talked it over and Saliana was touchy. And then so Carlia became her first friend and Aww. she started opening up to her and through her she opened up to Ariane. And then there was a flight uh, where she got with Bryce, which that's a thing. Yeah. In in Dragon Riders of Pern, uh, the, the pairs of dragons and their human riders essentially go through a mating season. Kind of like a mating fit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a very weird kind of like psychic connection thing where... In, in tr- from from my under- please correct me if I'm saying no. anything wrong here, Mac. Um, it it sounds like it's kind of the psychic connection thing where the where the the, the horniness of the dragon <laughs> yes. influences the rider. Yeah, and, and makes the rider really horny as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and then both usually both sets of the the dragons and the riders in question then uh, go off to have a congress, uh, shall we say? Yes. And a fade to black moment. Uh, yes. Dragons mate like dragonflies. So they'll fly and whoever catches them mates. Uh, and the rider, meanwhile, will immediately turn to whoever the rider of this other dragon is and they'll go off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Bryce's dragon, whose name I can't remember, caught Gwyneth and Bryce and Saliana went off. And that's how, how they met. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a very abrupt meeting. Saliana yeah. <laughs> slipped out as soon as it was done and left as quickly as she could. Yeah. Um, Bryce was still asleep and he woke up and he was like, huh, what happened? And his dragon was like, <laughs> I had a good time. And Bryce was like, I apparently did too, but I don't remember anything. And um, so he, wa- he went 
he went hardcore into trying to find who he'd slept with that night. Aww. And um and eventually he he uncovered that it was Gwyneth, which meant it was Saliana. And mm-hmm. um and he went he went to her and she was like, I don't want anything to do with you, man. Uh sorry, it's just a flight thing. Uh but Bryce was like, No, and he was an artist. An important note about Bryce, who is Kenya's <laughs> oh, character. No. And as she was like turning him away and be like, No, I don't want anything to do with you, he was like, Wow, she is beautiful. She'd be beautiful to art. <laughs> and uh, he's like, well, okay, so you don't want anything to do with me, but how about you be my, the, the person I can paint? And she was like, um, what? And he was like, you just have to pose and I'll paint you. I just kind of like painting people. Is that okay? And so she was like, yes. And so she went and posed and he was painting her and, and, and everything. And they, they started talking. And then of course we had a scene where he was like, can you pose nude? And she was like, what <laughs> and um and then they kind of and she was like that's too awkward and he was like okay that's fine you don't have to do anything you don't want to yes what and, if, how about this tasteful piece of cloth that you can drape around yeah. you however you want because i need to practice folds exactly that's exactly what happened actually oh my gosh are you serious yes i am serious <laughs> finally art school has paid off <laughs> so sally anna posts in this and as they were talking, she just found herself relaxing around him because he was so charming. And <laughs> um, and eventually the two of them fell in love, which, of course, then the later drama, because in her next flight, we decided it'd be better drama if someone else caught her. And then we just had petty jealousy drama. And <laughs> Bryce was so upset that someone else caught. And he was like, that means you don't truly love me. And she was oh, like, come on, no, dude. no, it's just that a brown, a brown writer kind of won. Uh, and he's like, well, that's fair. And, and Sally Ann was like, look, everybody sleeps around in a weir hold. It's basically an open relationship, but I'm devoted to you. And he was like, okay, that's fair. <laughs> and they got over it really fast because we didn't like playing them argue. Aww. The two, <laughs> the two players were like, we don't want, we, we need enough tension that yeah. our characters will be able to grow as people and grow in their relationship, but also we don't want them to be too upset because we want them to be happy. Yes, exactly. Good. There was one point where Kenya and Sunrose like talked in secret about a plot point they wanted to pull. Okay. Uh, they they did at least bring me in on it enough to go. This is going to suck for Saliana. Are you okay for that? And I was like, Yeah, bring it on. And um. <laughs> They did this, they did a thing basically where during the next Threadfall, which also for people who don't know Dragon Riders of Hearn. Yeah. Every so often, uh, a red planet comes kind of circles, or a red comet, red planet, it's kind of both, uh, circles near the planet of Pern. Mm-hmm. And when it does, there's like an Oort, it goes through the Oort cloud, and the Oort cloud apparently has these like living corrosive creatures on it called Thread. And Thread starts falling through the atmosphere, and it will devour and kill anything organic beneath it. We, be that plants, be that flesh, be that animals, humans, whatever. Yep. Dragons were engineered to go out and scorch Thread and stop it from falling to the earth to save everything below. That's the sci-fi part. That's the sci-fi part. So, uh, Sally, everybody, everybody's on Threadfall. Threadfall's happening. And um, unknown to Sal... Uh, as she's flying along, uh, a patch of thread is overhead where she can't see it, and uh, a couple of her of her uh, wing had just kind of gone between to get away from some thread after they'd gotten hit, 
And mm-hmm. as it's landing on her, Bryce and his dragon uh, dove between her and Gwyneth and took the thread. So it wouldn't oh, hit her. No. And then disappeared between. And so Sally and Anna didn't know if they'd come out or not because they were gone for a long time. Because you're only supposed to be gone for three beats. Mm-hmm. And after four beats, she couldn't contact them. And Gwyneth oh, couldn't no. contact them. And so... Saliana, in a panic, uh, started acting wildly. Arianne, who was her wing leader, uh, was like, get out of here. You obviously can't stay focused, and we need you to stay focused during Threadfall. And so she teleported back to the weir, in time to see Bryce being dragged in by healers as uh, Thread had fallen over almost all of his face and upper body. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, so then I got to play Saliana worried for like a month and a half. Uh, yeah. Because he was slowly recovering. Nobody knew if he was going to wake up. Um, uh. And eventually he did. He eventually he did. Did he get cool scars out of it? He got lots of cool scars, but of course he was like, "I'm so ugly. There's no way you can love me anymore." Oh no! Oh, and it was during this time I think that the because uh, her his dragon was threaded and couldn't fly, and it was during yeah. this time that her Gwyneth was captured, <laughs> caught by another dragon. Yeah, uh, which is what amped up the drama. That was right. Okay. Okay. And. Uh, and so they had a lot of communication issues during that time. And eventually they talked about it. And uh, and she was like, no, I think you're more handsome with scars. And he was like, you really <laughs> think so? She's like, yes. And uh, they got through it. Aw, good. So we, I would like to ask a question. Yes. Um, on So on the submission form for the Wayward podcast stuff where people who are interested in being on the show can submit their ideas for OCs. Um, one of the questions is, what does your character consider themselves an expert at? And you had in here, causing chaos and playing music. Yep. Let's, let's explore that if you're okay. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so, uh, um, as anybody who knows me knows a lot of my characters are chaos magnets. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I tend to play characters who like to meddle and uh, actively get involved in stuff they shouldn't get involved in. And partly I was trained this way by my uh, current like long-running DM, who's uh, who I've been playing with since 2006, 2006, I think. Oh, wow. Nice. So, uh, because he was always like, he hates it when people just don't do anything. Or like, uh, if he'll present them with stuff and they're like, eh, not my business and don't look into it. So... I, I, I started that. making like proactive characters who would always focus on doing whatever, even if it was just kind of dragging mm-hmm. at things. Um, yeah. But Saliana was before I met Dan. So I guess she was kind of a progenitor of the chaos trait in Mackenzie and Dan just kind of <laughs> fanned the flames. Um, and her thing was she really liked to meddle in people's lives. Um, okay. Okay. So, so like she would find ways to get people, uh, hooked up or she'd involve people in schemes to just cause chaos and just make sure there's entertaining and entertainment going on around. So like Carlia and Arian hated each other. And so Saliana, meanwhile, was uh, friends with Carlia and um, Hakimel, her cousin was friends with Arian. And at that time, Saliana and and Hakimel were okay with each other and and not Mm -hmm. fighting. And uh, so she arranged for Hakimel to, um, set up Arion on, on, I need to, I need to go out. Uh, I need, I, I want to just get food tonight at the middle of the night for no reason. I'm just really hungry. Do you want to go out with me, man? And Arion would go down there and then Hakimel would lead the way and say, okay, I'm going to go check out the kitchens. And he'd just disappear. And Saliana did the same thing with Carlia and just made them sit together in the cafeteria by themselves. 
having to tolerate each other. And um, <laughs> if she was assigned chores, I would go out of my way to make sure she did the chores badly. Uh, so that way no one would ever assign her those again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so in a weird hold, people have a, have a lot of things. So if she was assigned like uh, clean, emptying the outhouse duty, basically, uh, somehow yeah. the outhouse would get knocked over. No idea how. Whoops. Must have been an accident. <laughs> and um, and if she was assigned yeah. cooking duty, then she would knock over pots and pans and completely ruin lunch for the whole weir. And oh, okay. That that's that's that that's less. Yeah. Ha 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 funny. Yeah, that that's, was kind of mean. But she hated cooking, and so she was like, "I I I don't want this." And they're like, "You have to do it." And she's like, "I'm okay." And okay. Sometimes you would think that this was totally uh, of her own free will, but then um, I would also play it as it was just kind of natural and it would happen. So she was just leaning into it. Mm -hmm. So like um, one time when she was sleeping over with Bryce uh, and as noted, he is an artiste. So he has paintings all over his room, of course. Yes. um, Hanging up and doing like that. And she was looking at something and she tripped and went face first through it. Oh no. And Bryce was like, okay. This is just Saliana being Saliana. Got it. Yeah. Um, or uh, one time, um, there's all this attention paid to detail in the books of like how people bathe. Like you'll get in this giant pool like bathtub, which it was, yeah. it sounded like heaven because you could go swimming in it. And Ugh. you would relax in this hot bath, and there was sweet sand, which you would use to scrub your hair and, and your hair and your hands. And it sounded amazing. Uh, and so yeah. one time she was just bathing with Carlia and um, they were like scrubbing each other's backs and uh, Saliana's elbow knocked over the edge and just sent all the sweet sand scattering all over the place. And because this happens to be in real life, as she was grabbing for it, she grabbed the wrong bottle and accidentally flung it out of the weir hold and it landed down below on someone's head. It, it, so, it, okay. So I'm, I was trying to picture how that happened. So in the sense of like, this this was a, this was not an enclosed space, and she just accidentally threw something. No, they're not. They're not enclosed. Weirs are always like open out to the open sky, so dragons can get in and out. And the bathtubs are part of that too. They're like sitting in like the dragons' area, so you can scrub the dragon too. Okay. Um, and there have been many times where I'm like either holding something or trying to grab something, and I grab it too hard, or I just it's like. Key actually, uh, Key's one of my friends, actually described yeah. it once as I'm like holding something and I realize I'm losing my grip. And so I need to try to reach out and grab it. But then I just end up hitting it and launching it across the room. So it shatters <laughs> on the other side of the room. Um, I've uh. done that like a hundred times. And so Saliana did that uh, and that she was panicking okay. as she knocked over something and reached out to try and grab it before it fell over. But ended up snacking something else and just launching it out of the weir. Okay. And... So she was just kind of an agent of chaos. And I'd have her, as people were emailing back and forth, because you just email the person you're you're setting up a scene with, occasionally they'd be like, hey, if we include you, can you have Sallyanna jump in at some point and just cause chaos? And I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so people would be having this romantic scene in like a quiet side room or something. And suddenly I'd have the door <laughs> slam open and Saliana would come barging in and then slam the door behind her. And she goes, everybody stay quiet. I can't get caught right now. And they'd be interrupted from the romantic scene and stuff like that. People are trying to have a touching moment in the weir hold and then you hear like yakety sacks from the yeah, far distance. Exactly. It's like, After the well, approach is like, oh no, here comes Sal. <laughs> and oh then God. music wise. So way back when in the Seacraft hold, 
because again, I was imitating Melanie from the Master Harper series. Um, I I decided that she also kind of was pondering before she got searched by the dragon being a Harper. Mm-hmm. So she would tweedle away on her guitar, and sometimes in the uh, sometimes oh, no. she'd go Did out she there. Do and, Wonderwall. <laughs> she should have. If she, if if Wonderwall was out by the time that I was playing her, she would have absolutely Wonderwalled in the corner. Um, but she'd go sit and she'd tell dramatic stories or she'd sing songs and make them up for people. And nice. And I remember uh, one of one of the Bryce moments was he set her down in his room. And was like, I love your voice. Can you sing for me? And she started singing like this. I made up like a stupid cheesy kid song. I can't remember yeah. what it was. But she started singing that. And he's like, I really thought you'd, you'd do something more romantic. And she was like, no way. And she kept singing her cheesy kid song. <laughs> oh, gosh. See, that was going to be my next question was like, <laughs> did when you were when you were having Saliana come up with music, was it the, was it stuff that was like. Oh, and now she sings uh, the traditional tale of someone from Pern's history, or yeah. was it like, I'm going to take this pop song and then change the words a bit <laughs> so it sounds more fantasy-esque. Uh, Por que no los dos? Um, Ooh. So sometimes I'd have her sing, like, the song of Moretta, or, uh, or uh, oh god, there's, a, there's, one, there's one song I had on every CD for, like, two years, which was a dragon song. Let me actually try to look it up. Yeah, go uh, for it. Editing. Uh, there we go. It was the Fighting Thread song. And the song I had was, um, it was a, what's it called when you like start singing something like row, row, row your boat, and then another person does row, row, row your boat. Is that chorale? It's a round. Round, round. So it was a round. So wheel and turn or bleed and burn, fly between blue and green. And, um. And other people would join in, singing it each turn. Okay, okay. Uh, and so I, I loved that one. So Sally would sing that one a lot. Um, sometimes I would take modern day pop songs for the time, and this was like two thousand and uh, two thousand and three ish. Uh, so let's see, two thousand and three top songs. Um, I explicitly remember. Are you happy now by Michelle Branch? I remember coming up with something for that. I can't remember okay. what it was. Okay. Uh, oh, Stacy's mom. Oh no! I changed it to God. Who was it? I think it was like uh, it was Bryce's. Uh, what was Bryce's? I think Bryce's dragon was Fabius, and so it was like Fabius' writer has got it going on. Oh my God! Bryce just buried his face in his hands. Uh, and then one time she was depressed, and I did like a Lincoln Park song. Um, but yeah, I would change the words, and then sometimes. Yeah. I would just make up my own songs wholeheartedly and just write like a poem Mm -hmm. and and have her sing them. Nice. And I wish I'd saved any of that because it'd be awesome. Uh, If you, if any of you listeners out there ever see Master Harper of NK, uh, that's N as in Nancy, K as in kilogram. um, That was me. And if you ever see any of that, send it to me because I want to see it again. Listeners, we are asking you to do a search of the deep web of archive.org or whatever. And if you if you find these things, please help us unearth these hidden treasures of the past. <laughs> See, I'm impressed that you still have like records of anything cuz like characters that I made when I was, you know, like the state the same 
approximate age as you were when you were making Saliana, like anything that I have from that time is like it's either on paper yeah. or it's somewhere on a floppy disk that I now have no way to convert. <laughs> Uh, a lot of stuff was on Yahoo groups before Yahoo closed. Yes, so Yahoo. I lost almost everything to that. Oh no! But I do still have like a oh, is this it? Oh, I found <laughs> I found a Saliana and Bryce email. What is this? Ooh, hold on, I'm copy pasting to you this thing. Oh, Mac <laughs> Mac has sent me an excerpt <laughs> from this email. Oh my god. Oh, that's it. It's the R thing where you ask her to do oh, to do a nude. No. Oh my god. Mac I love it. found it. <laughs> he built a couch. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. This also has my other some of my other characters in it too. Excellent. Oh my god. Mac, this entire time, I thought that Bryce was just B R Y C E, <laughs> but no, it's B R apostrophe Y C E. It's Bryce. So when a do dragon rider gets uh, impresses a dragon, his full name has to be abbreviated. And what they normally do is they'll take out an, a middle abbrevi- uh, 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 like the middle syllable, and, okay, and change it with an apostrophe. So I can't remember what Bryce's original name was, <laughs> but um, yeah. So it was Saliana, Bryce, Carlia, and Arian. Oh, and Jesus is so wild. <laughs> I do know Hakimel was her initially her Kimmelin like that. Since I played him, I knew his full name. Huh. Interesting. Oh, God, what a gift you've given to me this day, Mac. <laughs> You're welcome. I also had other characters. I had uh, Giselle, uh, Sai, Jasperita, and Vinma, <laughs> and, oh, and Yurovic. But he uh, he impressed and became Yurovic. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> This is just such a wild and, like, intricate tapestry that you've woven for us today, Mac. <laughs> Ooh, what is this? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Physical description. Oh, no. Of Saliana? Yes. Yes. Feed it to me like grapes. Physical. Saliana has the thin and sickly appearance of someone who has grown far too fast. She stands at six foot one, quite tall for a girl her age. Height does run in her family, though. She hasn't finished filling out, and she doesn't have any curves. Her waist is really thin, and she has no hips and no bust. But those all work out to her advantage, considering she's currently, uh, currently a green rider. Her hair was her strongest point when she was female, long and a beautiful auburn with natural blonde streaks. Yet now, uh, yet now she's cut it short and she shops it into a sh- shaggy cut and uses a mixture of berries and plants to dye it a dark drab brown. <laughs> she leaves her eyebrows their normal color and hopes no one will notice. <laughs> what? They always notice. They always notice. Her face is angular in all degrees. She's a high arched cheekbones and a small sharp nose. Her blue eyes, the type of blue that's only seen in the clearest of oceans, oh. are large and easily display her emotions. <laughs> 
Her lips are full and show a smile, even at the most tragic of times, which often gets her in trouble. Uh, <laughs> lately, though, uh, she's not smiling as often. And when she, uh, so she's around the few people who used to know her, she keeps her eyes downcast. She wears loose trousers, large boots, and brightly colored vest over loose, long-sleeved shirts. Uh, what a gift, Mac. What a gift. Her mom was Taliana, and her dad was Cezor. <laughs> so they just mashed the names together. <laughs> yes. Uh, abruptly, a few seven days later, she was searched to go stand at Eigen. Weird. And then uh, Sal scrambled up only to meet eyes with green Gwyneth who crooned and I, it's okay. I'm here before being asked to be fed. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, and then she led a game of strip dragon poker. Oh, okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> she led a game of strip dragon poker poker because there are no new games in the world. There's only dragon poker. Okay. By that, do you mean how is... How is poker different from dragon poker? <laughs> there was no difference whatsoever. Okay. Okay. It's just you had dragon at the start. Okay. Oh, there was a point where Hakimel, apparently high with fever, thought that Saliana was uh, was like a bear and tried to attack her. So she smacked him in the head with a rock. I forgot that part. <laughs> what? Nice. Fearing that she'd killed her cousin, she ran through the camp screaming until someone calmed her down. Oh, and her dragon, her, her fire lizard was named Jaylee. Aw, that's cute. There we go. All right. This is a treasure trove. I'm in love. <laughs> I mean, I would hope so, considering that how how long did you play Celiana for? Like, uh, years? About four or five years. Wow. Like, it definitely makes sense then that you have this much material on yeah. her. And like the world that she was playing in. Yeah, I I played her for a really long time. There we go. Okay, I'm done scrolling. It's 41 pages long. Oh my god. Another thing cropped up when I typed in Saliana. Let's see what this is. <laughs> oh, they were having Saliana spy on someone for them. Oh, how'd that go? I don't remember this plot. Oh, really? No. When did this happen? So, for hatchings, because dragons could have lay eggs, we would, like, write up, we'd write up the names of all the dragons, and we'd, we'd decide on a theme. So, I remember one time we decided on the theme was, like, Norse mythology, and you'd name the character something, and then you'd go in and you'd design the character's emotional and, uh, dragon's emotional and physical state based on these characters. Okay. Or on these characters, or whatever theme you had. Yeah. So... I remember, like, I had Lokith once, named for Loki, and he was a okay. very, uh, he was, like, a very mischievous, mischievous dragon. Uh-huh. But I remember that's how I got Gwyneth, because they, was it, like, a King Arthur thing, maybe? Guinevere, maybe? But, because I initially started, I didn't play her as a dragon rider at first. She was just trying to become a dragon rider. Mm-hmm. And whatever the theme was, I don't know, because I wasn't part of that, she got Gwyneth. Okay, okay. So there was probably also a, a Lancelotith and an Arthith. Yeah, likely, yes. Which, that actually caused problems later, because a Gwyneth okay. was eventually introduced into canon, and you weren't supposed to have any characters named with the same thing as anything in canon. Oh gosh, so did did you, like, just say, no, she's staying as Gwyneth, I'm sorry, Anne McCaffrey. 
I, I remember I actually emailed Anne McCaffrey. Oh my uh, god! I, I emailed her website and I was like, "Hi, I named my Green Riders Dragon Gwyneth several years ago. Is it okay if it stays the same?" And I got a reply back with, "Yeah, whatever." Oh my gosh, Mac! <laughs> I I just I cannot imagine doing that. <laughs> like I I don't think I ever had any characters of my own that were like so that that were so solidly based in a world where i cared about the rules that much <laughs> and but even if i did i don't i don't know if i ever would have had like the the chutzpah to <laughs> to email or contact the creator of this work that i was that i cared about so much here witness witness gwyneth's description here you go notice how we describe dragons she has a roomy body? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well-defined tendons? <laughs> Dense bone structure? <laughs> I mean, I think the roomy body thing is honestly the most concerning part of the description. <laughs> like, the rest of it's, you know, it's like, it's vaguely bird-themed, and, oh, she's she's lots of fun shades of green, and... <laughs> And she she's a very good talker, but a roomy body, Mac? <laughs> I at least didn't write this. Someone else did. Oh, okay. Well, then I forgive you for this. Because <laughs> you are this not. Is, a, you are this not is the description here. someone wrote for the green before Saliana. Uh, okay. Impressed okay. her. Gotcha. So it was really like one of those like one of those adoptable egg things that happened on like deviant art for a really long time. Like, yes. hey, you adopt this thing and then you don't get to see what it looks like until it's adopted. And Basically, hatches. you would make a character and then you would go to the hatching and they would kind of decide um, depending on how many eggs were out there, who would who would impress the dragons and what they would impress. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the people who played the gold rider and the bronze rider would generally write up all the eggs and who they were beforehand. Okay. <laughs> and so I got Gwyneth. Uh, and I remember after that point, uh, as I became like more known in the game, uh, they would ask me to help write stuff because I would always come up with stuff and not just go to like a uh, trait generator and do it. <laughs> I put a lot of nice. effort into my dragons, damn it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I never would have thought that you would not put effort into a dragon, man. <laughs> no, no. I know. Well, I guess Saliana was 17. Okay, okay. Because apparently she got Jaylee the green uh, the green lizard as her 14th birthday present, and the uh, and Jaylee is, uh, is three years old, which makes Saliana 17. Okay. Okay. Nice. <laughs> okay. What? Oh god, what? Hold on, here's Jay Lee's description. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> so in so for context for this, Flit like like we mentioned earlier, Flits are essentially mini dragons. But the closing line to this description is um essentially about a se- about a week before she before she goes on a mating flight. She starts getting flirty with her other flits. In fact, sometimes she she starts getting flirty with dragons. <laughs> and that is that is hot whale or on skitty action if I've ever heard it. <laughs> it is hot whale or on skitty action. 
And I never thought I would say that on this podcast, man. <laughs> like, uh, may- maybe on Loser <laughs> Like Me, but never on Wayward. <laughs> Welcome to Dragon Riders of Pern, everybody. Yeah, really. <laughs> okay, um... Have you have you kind of finished with doing like the 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 deep dive through your computer into Saliana's history? Yeah, I, I'm done. I'm going. I'm going to gently okay. close those, so I'll stop looking at them. Okay. I know where they're at now. Yes, you know where they're at, and now you can just share everything that you want. I am willing yes. to listen. <laughs> um, All right, those are closed. Okay. Um, my before we kind of like start doing like the wrap up stuff. My question for you is. Has Seliana made it into anything else that you've done, like, creatively? Huh. I mean, obviously, I brought her up a lot on podcasts, and I reference her as, yeah, my, as, yeah. my, as my OC. Um, and she tends to be the first one I talk about in most of those. I'm trying to think if she showed up in anything else. I did bring her into, like, a uh, World of Darkness game once, but I, not like I didn't actually bring her in there. I had a mm-hmm. character who I was playing who was kind of like a nerdy, quiet role player. And okay. uh, she, and I had her reference Saliana as her character. Oh my gosh, the layers, um, Mac. The layers. Uh, and so she was talking about Saliana's adventures, and I just used Saliana's actual adventures to to bring up in this game character. And people were like, "Wow, you're coming up with this on the fly." I was like, "I sure am." <laughs> um, Wonk. <laughs> uh, I have pondered trying to like remake her into like a modern like real character who doesn't just go along with whatever drama. Um, okay, but honestly, she fits like half my character types. So, in a way, I am playing her all the time. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that's about it. I wrote like a I I do distinctly remember back. It wasn't. It was back before even fanfiction.net existed. It was uh-huh. like I wrote like a um, I wrote like a short story about her and posted it on something. Under the name Moldy Oranges, because I explicitly remember that was the name I used. Uh, And I wrote a story for her, but I don't remember really bringing her up anything else. I don't remember what the story was about either, but I remember that username, like, so clear. Moldy Oranges. Okay. Why do I remember Moldy Oranges? Because brains are weird, Mac. You know this. (laughs) Brains are weird. I do know that. I should make her again sometime. I mean, like, look. It's 2020. Do what you want. Do what makes you happy. Exactly. I'm going to make her again sometime. Also, I chose the name Saliana. I distinctly remember this because I was like, I wanted to have a really boring name. Uh, and so I was like, what are the most boring names I can think of? And I was like, Sally and Anna, and then just combine them together to Saliana. <laughs> hey, you know what? Whatever works, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so is there anything that you want to uh talk about with Saliana before we go into the last question for today. Uh not that I can think of. I think I hit most everything in my long rambling. Hey, th- this is a show about rambling. It's okay, Mac. <laughs> That's the point of it. Exactly. I'm not worried. Don't worry. So, in that case then, your last question for today, Mac, is why do you love Saliana so much? I love her because well, a lot of reasons, but I really like that she got me involved into role playing. First off, that she was the mm-hmm. pro- progenitor progenitor of that, and got me started on that. And and by playing her, I was welcomed into a community that was honestly really loving and accepting. And I think that kind of shaped how I was a lot because I mm-hmm. think if it had been a different community, which um, 
didn't just rail against the author and say, hey, no, we're going to be open to all all sexualities and all presentations. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would have been a lot more different as a person. And I think Sally Anna led a lot to that and allowed me to explore a lot of things that I, as adult Mac, uh, appreciate Aww. now. And I want to... And, and and that's why I, I enjoy Saliana so much. Plus, she just has so much drama and is ridiculous <laughs> to talk about and is ex- extremely fun to talk about because she's so ridiculous. Oh, yeah, definitely. I 100% get that. And plus, you know, she she's a character who you've literally had for how long? 16 years, you said? Uh, I was like 12, so longer than that. Um, oh, I was wow. 12 when I originally made her, so that's like eight, uh, uh, 20 years at this point. Wow. Yeah. And I only played her for five, but she's been in my head for all that time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely get that. Look, a character that you spend that much time with, like, they're probably never going to truly get out of your head. No, they're not. They just show up at different times. Okay. I I, I mean, I guess that's... A, I never have a good seg <laughs> into how to do the outro stuff. I um, never Okay. So thank you so much for coming on today, Mac, and talking about Saliana. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on and for letting me uh, letting me chat about her. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> okay. So where would you like to be found on the internet? What would you like to promote and right. shout out? I know you have things. Um, I do have things. Uh, you can generally find or hear me over on CRC Podcasts. Uh, that's plural because the only singular CRC podcast is some dude we don't know the name of. Um, but you can find me there on Twitter or at Mac Kinsey, which is M-A-Q-U-E-K-E-N-Z-I-E. Uh, but if you look at me on CRC podcast, I take part in Jim Jammer, which is an actual play 5E game where I play Cacophony, a very loud and obnoxious bard sometimes. Uh, and... I also take part in I Will Fight You, where we discuss pop culture, and I also help run Date Me Damn It, which is where we do Let's Plays of Dating Sims. Uh, So if you're listening now, we're going to be finishing up playing Date Warp this upcoming Friday, uh, and then we'll be playing some MILFs on a Train. Um, So listen, watch watch some Date Me Damn It, and you too can enjoy time travel shenanigans followed by Mm -hmm. hot older lesbians on a train. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that's where you can find me, and that's what you can listen to me do. Oh yeah, I, I. Speaking as someone who at this point has followed every single one of y'all's uh, collaborative creative works, <laughs> I I I can personally vouch for how enjoyable all of them are. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, did, wait, did you mention the Patreon? Oh yes, we also have a Patreon. Uh, you can find us at Patreon.com/slash/TheGymJam. Uh, where we're currently, we have just recently done an update. Uh, for $10, you can submit smut that we'll read on air for Jim Jammer. Uh, for $15, you can uh, not only submit smut, but you can also uh, you can also have me and Annie write you an index card that we will mail to you if you're in the U.S. or Canada. Uh, for $20, I will sing to you, but not try hard. For $40, I'll sing to you and try hard. And there's another <laughs> level above that, uh, which you have to go and look to see. The Home for Raywood OCs is a part of the Corner Podcast Network. It can be heard on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, since apparently iTunes is on the slow way out, um, Google Play, soon-to-be Google Podcasts, Acast, and Stitcher. Our theme song is filed by Poddington Bear, courtesy of the Free Music Archives. New episodes come out on the second and fourth Mondays of the month. If you'd like to get in touch with us, we can be found on Twitter at WaywardOCPod or through the WaywardOCPod hashtag. 
And you can also email us at waywardocpod at gmail.com. And I do have a pretty good slate of guests who are up for the next episode. But if you are interested in being on the show, please go ahead and send me an email or fill out the Google form for uh, your OC. It is currently the pinned tweet on the Wayward Twitter account, which is how you can get to that. Um, And I promise that I will do my best to at least talk to you about when you could possibly have your OC on the show. I make no promises as to when anyone's OC actually will be on the show, but I do promise to talk to you about it. And I've just, I've just been saying this at the end of every podcast, please go wash your hands. Um, pay, pay attention to the news. Try not to get your news from just one source. Um, learn about everything that's going on, support your local organizations and bail funds and, you know, food pantries and every and like everyone if you can support BIPOC people and I look the the world is in such a shambles right now support people where you can help if you can keep yourself safe and wear a mask if you're going to be in public or around people that you don't live with you're here and also rate and review this podcast on your listening platform of choice please (laughs) (laughs) And maybe recommend us to a friend because, look, Wayward is, I I try to make Wayward a generally enjoyable and happy and take your mind off things podcast. So I hope that if it's helpful to you, maybe suggest it to someone else in case it can help them. So I guess that's it. (laughs) Thank you all for listening. This has been the Humphrey Wayward OCs, and we hope you enjoyed your stay. Allow me to show you, uh, apparently I made all of Eurovix family. Oh my god. Listed listed here are father, <laughs> mother, stepmother, brother, stepsister, half-brother, 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 half-sister, half-sister, <laughs> half-brother, half-brother. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thanks for tuning into the Sailor Moon Fan Club podcast. I'm your host, Victoria L. Johnson, aka Miss Old School. I've been a Sailor Moon fan for a long time, since the show first aired on Cartoon Network's Toonami. Remember that? I created the show because I love Sailor Moon, and because I love Sailor Moon, I love talking about Sailor Moon. Unfortunately, not all of my friends want to hear about my theories on the Moon Kingdom or all the feels I had when Darian or Mamoru broke up with Serena or Usagi. But that's why I started this podcast. Sailor Moon fans are some of the best people on Earth, and so many are doing amazing things. Within our fandom, we have New York Times bestselling authors, manga and comic book creators, musicians, illustrators, animators, high-profile influencers, people who work in tech, community builders, basketball players, makeup artists, and even a wrestler. And I want to talk to all of them. If that sounds like something you'd like, sit back, relax, and shout, Moon Prism Power! Then hit subscribe. You can also follow us at Moonies Club on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks for listening, Moonies. 